When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm the attorney, Brooke Brigham. Well, this is a very exciting episode. So many things are happening. Number one, we are talking about, and just like that, we are reviewing season one of the show because the second season is coming out and we're planning on covering that. The second thing is we have a very special guest here. Brooke, would you like to introduce our guest? Our special guest today is my daughter, Layla. Say hello. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) This is her first time podcasting, so she's a little shy. But um, we thought it would be interesting to get her perspective. She watched, and just like that, last year. Did Uh, you watch the Sex and the City show? The full show? Yeah, my mom and I binged it once yeah, on vacation we in Disneyland. Disneyland. Oh. <laughs> and you know what it was? It came on, like, on, you know, you're just switching through the channels on, on the yeah. hotel TV. Oh, so did and there was, like, the a marathon. Out? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But then after that, I went and, like, we came home and I just, I think it was on Netflix at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just watched everything. Okay. All and all the, the movies. With all the sex. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. All right, so just to give some context, Layla is 20. She's a Gen Zer. So this is also part of it, too, is wanting to hear about your take on it because we watched the original Sex and City while it was on the air in real time because we're old. And, you know, that was one of the pieces. What was so interesting about it was, you know, hearing from another generation after ours about how they took in Sex and the City and how they found it so problematic um, and how times changed. And then just wanting to hear from you and so when you first watched the show was it shocking to you did you feel like was it shocking to watch sex in the city the original hearing some of the things that you heard seeing some of the things did you feel like they were behind in the times um (laughs) not really no 
No. Did you think it was pretty typical? Like not not really shocking. I felt like a lot of shows were kind of like that, so it's not like it was any thing out of the ordinary. Yeah. So a lot of the criticism that the show got was that they had a very narrow view, that there wasn't a lot of, right? There's no diversity. There was no diversity that um, that they had a very, even though she was a columnist, had a sex column, that she really had a very narrow view of sexuality, yeah. right? That she's has a problem dating someone who was bisexual Yeah. on one episode. Even though she has a gay best friend. There, there are so many things that didn't make sense. Well, first of all, she wrote a sex column once a week, but she was able to afford to yes, well, live in this apartment. <laughs> and I mean, that was crazy. Buy all these shoes and do all this stuff. So that made no sense. But I mean, I think it was because she had this. The other part of it, beyond if we push all of that aside, was that a lot of the criticisms were that she had the sex column, but she really dismissed this this guy that she was dating for being bisexual. She mm-hmm. was just like, well, there's no such thing as bisexuality. And that really upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, that they felt that uh, trans and transgender was really dismissed. Um, very much so. And the way they handled that, that was very much dismissed. That, that again, the diversity, there was no diversity at all. Very little um in the entire show that they never date the very rarely dated outside of their race ever yeah. that was never an issue except for blair underwood yes uh, yes um and um i'm trying to think about what some of the other major issues were that came up um and just a lot of they said a lot of flippant things yeah and they were um you know they were all wealthy Living in New York City, I, yeah, it was kind of, it was it wasn't that relatable, I guess, but but then again, at the time, it it did reflect the times, yes, you know, because it was twenty five years ago, yes, it's that's just at a twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, that's a long time ago, and things have really changed, mm-hmm. and there, you know, this is long before, um, you know, gay marriage and um, you know, all all the stuff that. Is happening now has really happened in the very recent past. Mm-hmm. So those were the times. And, yeah. you know, it's a major, it was on HBO, you know, this major mainstream, yeah. you know, uh, platform. And, you know, there was only so much they could really do. But then I felt like when, and just like that came out, they seemed to overcorrect. Yes, that was the big issue. And it went too far. It was like they were trying so hard to make sure they represented every everything you know mm-hmm. we have to have someone who's non-binary someone who's um uh, transgender someone who's you know um latina someone who's african-american i mean they just it was like they were checking all these boxes yeah kind of didn't feel very authentic sometimes yeah that was so what we're doing today is we're going to review the entire we're going to talk about season one of and just like that and um so, do you want to give us some of your... Do, what What did you... I would love to hear from you, Layla. What was your thoughts? On Just Like That yeah, or the, Sex in, in the City? Well, on Just Like That. And Just Like That. After watching Sex in the City and then... I mean, everybody was a tither when And Just Like That was announced and it came back. I mean, all the fans were, uh, you know, excited about it. What did you think? Yeah, I think at first I was excited because I thought it would be 
like the original show, like the vibe of it. Mm -hmm. But I think it just had too much of an emphasis on like, like there was no plot. Like I felt like the whole time they were just shoving hey, we're woke in, in your face. <laughs> yeah, look woke like, look how woke I am. Like, we have all this inclusivity in the show instead of, like, actually having a storyline that makes sense mm-hmm. for, like, who these people are. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of things from the original show fell off because they were too focused on, like, making everything squeaky clean. Yeah. Especially with Miranda. She yeah. was the character who they really just messed with the most. Yeah. She was Be- the one the farthest from who she really was. Yeah, because M- Miranda was always like a badass, you know? She was always like, I loved Miranda. And then... They turned her like weird. They turned her into just this bumbling idiot who she's so awkward. And then she just runs off with this <laughs> Che uh, Diaz yeah. character. We have to spend a lot of time on Che. Yeah, it just seemed, it's like, this is not the Miranda I know. Yeah. At all. Well, let's first start with, I, I want to start first with the elephant in the room, Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. So the big thing was that Kim Cattrall wasn't going to come back and um, you know, there was a lot of talk about why isn't she coming back? And, you know, b- a big reason was, and there, this isn't a secret, that she and Sarah Jessica Parker didn't get along. And, and you know, one of my, I'm, I love Kim Cattrall. I'm a big Kim Cattrall stan. I'll, I'll stand behind her <laughs> anyway, any day of the week. And my issue was that, you know, this show was called Sex and the City. Sarah Jessica Parker had a no nudity clause. This, you know, they really, the the sex part of this show really fell on Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. I mean, this woman was naked in every a single, a lot, buck naked, full nudity, a lot, every single episode of that show or pretty much close to every episode. All of the, you know, and they always talked about how most, most sex scenes in the show were supposed to be comedy. And she was, and I'm saying literally, and I'm using that word correctly, hanging from chandeliers in some episodes. Mm -hmm. So all of the sex, all of the comedy around the sex, all of the goofiness and all of the jokes and the butt of the jokes were her. The other thing was that, um... She also was the person that was constantly pointed at, no matter how old Sarah Jessica Parker or Miranda, you know, Miranda, the other characters were, she was older. And, and she's she, only older by a couple of years. Yeah. And that's the other thing was that her age, especially in Sex in the City, the movie too, the second movie, yeah. it was pointed out a ton. The whole menopause. The whole menopause thing. and then eating the hummus and her pills and, you know, all of it. I mean, just shoved down your face. And so I don't blame Kim Cattrall for being a little bit like, I'm 60 some odd years old. I don't want to keep taking my clothes off. I don't want to keep being the butt of the jokes. I don't want to be you know, ripped on for my age. And I don't want to, you know, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm done with being this person. And I and I don't want to do this anymore. And what really just ate at me was how they explained where Samantha was. I felt like they just did Kim Cattrall and Samantha Jones dirty. Because to say, the, the big explanation of where Samantha Jones was, was that, she was doing Carrie's PR and that Carrie, the publishing world changed. And so Carrie didn't need her anymore. And so she fired her and Carrie and Samantha was so upset that she got mad and didn't want to talk to any of them and moved to London. I'm like, please, first off, 
Samantha Carrie, Jones. Carrie was not a big client. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would also like to say, did Carrie ever pay her? Because I think Samantha always did all that work yeah. for free. And if she didn't do it for free, I think the publisher paid her, number one. And then number two, um, Samantha Jones always had clients and worked a ton. So she didn't really need your money all that much, Carrie. And of all your friends, <laughs> of all of your friends that you had, she was the one. She was the most She loyal. was the most loyal. And she was the one that judged you the least. Yes. Having an affair with Big behind Aiden's back, not judging you. Yeah. All of the crapola that you did all those years, all of the stuff that you did, she never judged you. She would have never done that. And Carrie always judged Samantha. Yes. She always judged always. her. So I find that hard to believe. Why? And so to me, I feel like, I feel like that was a real F you to Kim Cattrall. I really do. And I feel like it made it made Sarah Jessica Parker and the Carrie character look good. And it made Kim Cattrall and the Samantha Jones character look petty. And it, and and so I don't what I don't understand is why couldn't the fight or the disagreement between the two of them be a little bit more equal or why couldn't it be on Carrie? Why couldn't Carrie be the bad guy? That's all I got to say about that. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> but it, just, it just irks me to no end. Yeah. Is anybody else with me? Is anyone else a character? No, I, I, no, I, I agree. And the thing is, Sarah Jessica Parker is an executive producer. Yes. This is her show. She gets paid the most. So, yeah, she's going to put herself and her character in the yeah. best light. Well, but I think that also, I think that Kristen Davis and Cynthia, what, Nixon. Cynthia Nixon are also now executive producers yeah, now, now with this show. This, this one, yeah. But I also, but that's the thing. Yeah, of course she's going to put herself on a good light. But, you know, you're not really creating a very great environment to have her come back now the big news is that she is coming back for the second season yeah, but in some way very limited we're not sure but we'll see that'll be yeah. exciting to see yes but anyway that's that's my take on i mean i don't blame kim cattrall for only only recording by herself <laughs> in a room yeah because <laughs> she's mad and and listen she doesn't need to you know kim's got like tons of projects and other things going on she doesn't need these people or this show i'm yeah. thrilled that she's doing it but that just br I, the minute i heard that plot line i was like god damn them wow i'm so mad <laughs> well isn't aiden coming back too yes yeah and they've been seen you know filming yeah. and all that. dating some yes. people think that oh it's a dream sequence oh or a gosh flash. no I, I think i think he's back but i ultimately I don't think she's going to end up with him. Here's the thing. We need Carrie to be dating. And yes. That's why they had to kill Big. Yeah. In the first episode. Because it is not interesting. You cried? Yes. When they killed Big? <laughs> really? Yes. Did you see it coming? Did no. you have any idea? Really? No idea. See, I feel like if you were a regular listener of Juicy Scoop or Heather McDonald's show, they talked about this constantly on Juicy Scoop she would have like Ross Matthews or other people on her show and they were constantly talking about Sex in the City 3. Mm -hmm. And like if they were going to do a Sex in the City 3 movie, what would they do? And they con she constantly talked about how they had to kill Big. Well, they have to. Because that it's was boring. The, that it's was boring. the problem. Well, that and that was the problem with the movies. That was the yeah. problem with the movies. The, the show ended perfectly. She has Big, we know his name now. It's yeah. John and they live happily ever after and 
And the problem with the movies was that the mo- the first movie was just a regurgitation of how crappy this guy is and how they had this up and down relationship. And the first movie was stupid. It was just kind of like, let's, let's just do the series all over again. And then the second movie was, oh, yeah, he's still kind of not really committed to you. Now let's go to Abu Dhabi and <laughs> then and then come back. And then. The problem was, yeah, but but Heather McDonald on her show would constantly talk about how we've got to kill off Big. And she predicted a lot of this stuff. She predicted how Carrie would have a podcast. So when the show came back, it was almost like, oh, my God, a lot of this is true. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they listened to the show and said, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. This yeah. is a good idea. This so is she, a good idea. She can't get bogged down with Aiden again. I mean, I think they will rekindle their relationship, but then something will happen. Yeah. She'll find out something about him or she'll remember like or, or there, there was a reason why they broke up there was a reason twice why, before <laughs> yeah there was a reason why she he proposed to her and she couldn't bring herself yeah. to marry him yes she couldn't even bring herself to wear her engagement ring so we'll see where that plot goes yes That's interesting but um when the when the show left off last season um the last scene is her making out with her podcast producer. Yeah, she in, was a super cutie. Yeah, super cute, Silver Fox. Yes, yes. And making out in the elevator. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what. Maybe we start out with that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, and then a lot of the yeah, the, the, there wasn't there. There was a lot of stuff in. And just like that, that was a little bit of a downer. It's like, you know, we don't really want to see Carrie getting a hip replacement. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> you know? and, yeah. So, and I think that was one of the pieces where I think, again, it wasn't called, I get it, it wasn't called Sex and the City. I think, and I think that was one of the pieces that what was hard for people to wrap their brain around was, oh, this isn't Sex and the City. This isn't going to be, isn't this it. isn't it's sex. Totally There's different. no, it's a totally different show. Well, that, Miranda's now having sex. Yeah, but nobody else really is. That well, this ha- is Harry and Charlotte um, are still... Kind of, sort of, but I mean, really... the giving him a blowjob. Yeah, but Brady's the only one really having, oh, Brady's having sex, but nobody, sex, but nobody else is. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it did... The first, I don't know how many how many episodes it felt but it felt like i just want to go back to this what you were talking about before is just this huge the the swing and just it did feel like the first especially the first couple episodes that first episode of the podcast xy and me do you remember the name of the podcast they were doing xy and me i mean how just how many lectures we got about things like Che Diaz smoking weed in the, um, in the elevator. In the elevator. Just how bizarre everything was. Yeah. Just how extreme everything was. It was like X, Y, and me, well, me yeah, and, and the and the weird podcast clips and the fact that they they do this podcast and it's this giant company and then who smokes weed in a in, in an elevator and then you're well, it's and just why the did whole they thing even was past her in that. Why did they get? I guess it's. It's a podcast with a cisgendered woman and a cisgendered man, and then Che Diaz, the non-binary, yeah, you know, whatever. She has like three different titles. She calls herself, but um, or they call themselves. I don't know. It, it so many things were weird, and then Miranda was just so weird out the gate. Like, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, first of all, the bumbling stuff with her. She wouldn't have been so bumbling with that with her college professor. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff with the college professor and the 
with thinking she was a student and, you know, all of that in the beginning with race and the race theory. It was just, I just don't think she would be so bubbly. No. It was just uncomfortable. It was really uncomfortable. And Miranda's smarter than that. She's, she's, yes, they made her just this goofy person. And then, you know, Miranda has so many different storylines in this season. She has the, she's going back, she's quit practicing law. She's getting a master's in human social justice something yeah social justice and she she's um you know steve is going deaf her son <laughs> is you know fucking his uh girlfriend in the yeah and, and i don't know Marie why we need this never have allowed yeah that. yeah okay it, her son is a raging asshole yeah the son is a jerk he has no respect for anything and they just sort of ignore him steve can't even hear it so it doesn't bother him and you know and and then she she becomes attracted to Che Diaz and she just goes head over heels and she's just acting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the alcohol stuff, you yeah. know, we start seeing these clues where she's like going right before, <laughs> right before her before first day of class. She's, she's going to the, the ordering a Chablis, you know, right <laughs> yeah. before. Who drinks a Chablis? Yeah, I know. Right before her first class. And then, and then they open up this whole issue with the drinking and then, it ends like by episode yeah, five. Like, it's oh, over. I quit. I quit, she, and then she, it's over. One night, she she drunk ordered something from Amazon that she couldn't remember, <laughs> and then when she realized it was that "Quit Like a Woman" book um, about you know women quitting drinking, and she blames Charlotte for ordering it. Turns out she ordered it. She just couldn't remember yeah. it. And then she says, "That's it. I'm not drinking anymore." And she pours out all her booze into yeah. the sink. It's, and then, and then the drinking is never yes. spoken of again. She just quit. Like yeah. boom, that storyline's over. Okay, <laughs> done. All good. We're all we're all good. We're all moving on. Yeah. You know, and, and then we're then on to the next one. And yeah, and all of a sudden they all have these new BFFs. You know, like uh, Carrie becomes you know good friends with her realtor. You know, Seema. Well, Seema is the best of all of. I love Seema. I love the character of Seema. I yeah. thought she was great. But it is. It's really really silly. It's like. Okay, now everyone has to have a, a person, a of, person color, of color friend. friend. And that yeah. was just, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, and Charlotte has this, um, they call LTW. her... LTW. LTW, Lisa... Um, Todd Wexler. Todd Wexler. And, Wexler. And I think Anthony calls her the, the, the Black Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they all have to have a... A token black friend. A token yeah. black friend. And, uh, but yeah, it was just, uh, all, but it felt like it was, it, but it, it felt relentless like every week because they kept, they introduced Lisa Todd Wexler and then they introduced, okay, now, so Miranda's got this, this new, this new character that she's got this professor. And then a couple episodes later, you know, and then we're meeting Che and then a couple of episodes later, it's like, oh, you know, their daughter Rose wants to be rock. I was like, oh, God, this is now there's a they them situation. Now it's transgender. It's like every week it yeah. felt like it was a new we're, we're entering into a new phase. And it's just like not all it of this. Gratuitous. It all but it's like not all of this is going to happen to all of these yeah, people the all at the same month. Yeah. And all of this at the same time in the same way. People were just asking for you to make it just slightly more realistic more organic. and more organic yeah. and maybe a little bit more thoughtful yeah. than what it was before. Yeah, and also, too, and then Charlotte, her, her character bothered me in the sense that, you know, she is seems even more of a Pollyanna than she was 
in the first series. You mm-hmm. know, she's just, she just does, she seems to be so, oh, you like, she, she has these two girls who are like teen, preteen, and she seems to just know nothing about their world, or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the changing world that these kids are living in. She, yeah. She's still really stuck in the past and trying to buy them matching dresses. Yeah. And, my Madame Alexander dolls. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they want to redo their rooms. First of all, why they live in this fancy penthouse yeah. in New York and they're sharing a room. That seemed weird. They what? They only have a two bedroom apartment? Yeah, you have a huge, huge place. Yeah, that's weird. So then they want to redo, they want to redecorate their room, you know, in their style. And Charlotte's just like, oh, what? You know. Well, and that this whole thing with Charlotte in episode four, which is called Some of My Best Friends, this was this whole thing with Charlotte wants to throw a dinner party. And she's like, I'm going to invite these people and these people. Okay, I'm going to invite, um, you know, Stanford and um, Anthony. Anthony because they're gay. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, my God, we have no black friends. That was her big realization that they have no black friends. So she... So she needs to invite the the Wexlers. And then it turns out they end up going to a party and they're the only white people there. (laughs) Yeah. But it was just that whole thing was so, huh? You know, you're like, this is this how you really talk? Like, they're gay. You know, is this how you invite people to things? Like, oh, okay, I need a gay couple. Is is this how we invite people to things now? It's so uncomfortable. And it's like, how did this happen when, you know, the head writer, Michael Patrick King, is a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many people of color they really have on their writing. I don't staff. know. I don't think. They, I mean, it's it's Michael Patrick King and two white women who exactly. really write it. Because you know what, there was a podcast that Michael Patrick King yeah, put and we up. and we I would listen. I listened to that last time. Last time because yeah. I would I would. I would watch the show, listen to the podcast, and then you and I would go on walks and I would rant about it all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what they would do is that he would sit down with the writers of each episode who were all sounded to me like middle-aged white ladies. And um, they would talk about the plot line and the how they, how they ended up writing it and how it turned out the way that it did. And God, are they full of themselves. And they just thought that all yeah. this stuff was great. They thought yes. it was brilliant. Yeah. And... And here we're going, oh, my God, this is so cheesy. And they're saying, oh, it was it was wonderful yeah. how we brought this all together. And it's like, we're just on two different yeah. planets here. Yeah, because the way he would describe it is the way. And, he, and that was the part that was so hard. It was like, well, when I'm listening to you, Michael Patrick King, you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. And I'm not seeing it because he talked a lot about light, like how it was this, you know, in the beginning, it was big and it was great. And then. And then there's this darkness and she goes into the darkness and then she starts to get into the light and there's light and there's this and there's that. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going into the light now. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then with the hip replacement, we have hands down the orgasm heard around the the world. (laughs) (laughs) In television. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I mean, just, and so again, you're kind of like, okay, so this is what's happening now? Like, okay. You, you, you know, it was just... And so... It, well, it, Miranda can blame it on the tequila, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But, but I guess for me, it's just... It, it just... It wasn't... Normally, that would have been Kim Cattrall. Right. Right? That would have been her, right. and it would have been done differently, and it would have been funny, and it yeah. would have been, 
you know, yeah, hilarious. And, and but it was just weird and awkward. And yeah, and then afterwards when Carrie confronts her, she breaks down, talks about how miserable her life is, and she's in this loveless marriage and and I guess she, you know, Che Diaz is the answer to all of that because that thing with Che moved so quickly. And that's also something I felt was out of character. Yes. I don't think that Che Diaz being quite the sexual, you know, person. Yeah. And um, has lots of partners and prospects and whatever. I have a very hard time believing she would fall in love with Miranda. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's just like. The vibes don't match. Yeah, yeah, it's so forced. Yeah, because Che, I mean, Che can get some young. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just the only two characters they could think of that would like, you know, like obviously Charlotte's married. <laughs> Charlotte's not. Gonna Charlotte's not way. doing that. No, <laughs> no. And then Carrie. No, they. She probably just didn't want to write herself like that. So then Miranda got stuck. Yeah, with it. it's like they wrote the Che Diaz character. And they were like, we're having this character. Yeah. And so then they just figured up? it yeah. out from there. Who, who can she hook up with? I yeah. also just think it was weird, like, because it was like when Carrie had her hip surgery, it's like, you're supposed to be taking care of your friend and you're just. Yeah. Well, her, her, getting judge, busy. her judgment was clouded in yeah. more ways than one, but that was very out of character for her. Well, Miranda's I, usually good in a crisis. But, and I, but I, and I do understand kind of, I, I kind of understand what the writers were going for in the sense that. You know, Miranda has always been the one, like the serious one, the one to take care of things and that Miranda wanted to let loose. Like she was tired of being the, the, you know, take care of everything that, you know, she wanted to let loose that she hadn't, that this part of her life, because things with Steve had been so hard that she wanted to let loose. But I think that the Miranda that we had all seen before, would she have really been burying her head in the sand like this for five years you know would she have done that for so long yeah actually what what is the length of time it's got to be like at least 10 years because uh well it's been 15 years since the like it had been 15 years since we last seen them they're 15 years older right well because in the sex in the city two movie um you know, Rose, the youngest daughter, was like a baby, or maybe like two. Yeah, she was born. She was be, born in the first movie, so I think it's supposed to be um, maybe like ten years later. Okay, because Lily is only fifteen, and she was, you know, a little girl. Yeah, in the movie. So it's like ten years have gone by. So yeah, Miranda's. I don't know. I don't think she's been miserable the whole ten years, but. They they never explain that. And and that's another thing, too. Like, they don't explain how they got to this point. Because Steve and Miranda are a central, like, they're a solid central couple and part of this. And then also, too, I feel like they did Steve really dirty. Mm -hmm. They, you know, because he is portrayed as sort of this bumbling, you know, idiot. And then in the end of the season, Miranda says she wants a divorce. And I just was crushed for steve you know yeah it was awful like what she's just like well you know i want a divorce i've met someone i'm leaving bye mm-hmm. yeah and you know they had a very their relationship what what 
didn't with the, the two of them their relationship you know the the downfalls of the relationship wasn't that they didn't have a good sex life their sex life was always good mm -hmm. it was you know not on the same page with certain things so that was the part like suddenly they've gotten to this point now where they're you know not having sex at all it just it didn't make any sense if we can go back for a second i want to get back to you know early on in this in the second episode where they have the funeral mm -hmm. and they have a deep cut of Susan Sharon. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so Susan Sharon says hands down one of the best lines where they're doing this retrospective of Big and they're showing all this, this stuff. Eulogy this eulogy. This eulogy. Yeah. And she says, you know, does anyone remember what a dick he was to her? <laughs> and, you know, in the third episode, we find out that he leaves a million dollars to his ex-wife, Natasha. Mm -hmm. And Carrie can't sleep and she goes on this quest and she spies on Natasha and she's trying to find Natasha and she ends up running into Natasha in a coffee shop and burns her hand and it's a whole thing. And then finally she and Natasha have this scene and they talk. And I always thought that was a really interesting scene because, you know, we learn that Carrie's always been really intimidated by Natasha and we find out Natasha's always been intimidated by Carrie, mm -hmm. like these two women. And, you know, that is one thing that is not really ever dealt with that I've it's always bothered me in the movies and in the show and even now post is they've always made big out to be like I feel like they've always just kind of pushed all of the crapola all with him stuff. this negative stuff yeah. with him to the side. Yeah, like he is a dick. He is a dick. He has he was a dick to her for years. Yeah. And there was many reasons why and he was a dick to her, you know, when they got in 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 the show, he was a dick to her. Movie one, he left her at the altar. Yeah, movie one, he was a dick to her in movie two. Yeah, and he was a he was a dick to her in death. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just like to say this. You're right. No, Susan Sharon is correct. So, so like speak <laughs> justice, justice for Susan Sharon <laughs> and Kim Cattrall. These two people. So, and you know what? We haven't even said, I mean, the, the two words that I wrote at the top of my sheet, I didn't even get to say. Two of my favorite words. Comedy concert. Comedy concert. Comedy concert. Anyway, keep going. Oh, uh, well, I don't know who else. So, well, one of the sad things is, you know, Stanford. Yes. Um, he, they have to, they have to, he, he passes away. The actor, yeah, Willie yeah. Larson, passes away. Horrible. Yeah, from pancreatic cancer. Which really will it's so it happens so fast too yeah and um that happened so i'm sure they had to you know redo that whole relationship and basically they they just say that he went to tokyo with some tiktoker and he told anthony he wants a divorce and then that was that yeah that was not that was not justice for stanford no they're really bad with all of this yeah. stuff yeah like if a character is going to disappear give us some better yeah yeah better I mean, than I don't that. like all these running off <laughs> stories yeah. yeah so then anthony kind of gets pushed up into the stanford role yeah and i love Mario, i love him yeah um, Kentone. Kentone. He's, he's great i love him i've always loved him and i love his bread business <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. i just so no he was great he was great in the original show hates it <laughs> could be work though i love him um yeah i mean yeah so and then there's just and then there's a bunch of episodes where like and then we see these episodes where she writes a book and oh, like yeah, and, and then yeah that. she writes a book and it's like in three months time which should have felt like eight months time and 
And then she writes this book. And so she has to go on a date and because mm-hmm. it needs to feel hopeful. And so she goes on this date with this guy and they both vomit. <laughs> they, he's a widow. Widower. He's a widower. And they both just get drunk, mm-hmm. you know, talking about their dead spouses. And yeah. then they both throw up and it's a big disaster. And then the funny thing is, is that later, this is also one of my, I love this scene. So, um, Charlotte and uh, LTW organize this, um, you know, auction mm-hmm. for their kids' school. Their kids go to the same school. And so Carrie is auctioning off a lunch with her. They're mm-hmm. auctioning off a lunch with Carrie, you know, author Carrie Bradshaw. Nobody bids on it. Yeah. Like, well, they kept saying sex writer and they kept saying a date <laughs> with sex writer. And it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. So nobody's bidding. Nobody's bidding. It's like mortifying for her. And then all of a sudden she says, look, I'll, I'll, I'll donate, you know, a thousand dollars. So you, no one has to go to lunch with me. It's fine. And then the guy who she went on the date with comes out. Mm-hmm. He, he happens to be a teacher at that school. And then he <laughs> outbids her. And then, mm-hmm. and, uh, then they, they go on another date. And I think they go on a couple more dates, but it, they're just, yeah, you know, just platonic. But yeah, Carrie has to start dating yes. for this to be interesting. Yeah. Well, and so, and I think that a lot of us thought, I thought, oh, good. Okay. This is, it's going to happen, right? Like now she's going to start dating. Like it's happening mm-hmm. here. And it's like, oh no, no, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, we're back to Chadias and we're back to <laughs> Chadias and Miranda. And there's all of this stuff where, you know, Miranda, and that's that whole weird thing where she runs after Chadias and I love you Chadias. And she runs to Cleveland to see her. And, mm-hmm. and, and suddenly it's, it's, she's so bizarre and you're right. She decides to like leave her marriage and her child, her child, her child. Who and it's clearly like, needs some guidance. Yes. Cause he's a mess. Parenting. And, and the thing is, it's just, it's so weird. It's like, God, why don't you go, see a therapist at least and talk to a professional and maybe about maybe some of your choices and then at the end jay diaz gets gets this pilot and says well i'm moving to california and miranda gives up this like stellar internship which again seems odd her master's program to go do this and then has this argument with carrie in the bathroom about this, which is a very similar argument that they had reverse when Carrie Carrie left to Paris. Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the joke is if anyone knows in Hollywood, they make tons of pilots every year. It takes about 10 days to do a pilot. People do these pilots. They make, you know, they make, uh, 50 pilots and about 10 get picked up. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, you know, they make 70 pilots and 15 get picked up. So, and most people shoot pilots and then they go back home. Right. So why Chay Diaz? Yeah, no one needed to move there. Chay <laughs> just needed to Being go and shoot extra. the pilot and then st- Miranda could have kept this internship. Well, it would only if the pilot gets get picked away up. From her. And even and even if <laughs> the pilot she asked her to go with her. Yeah. But the thing oh, is, even no. if the pilot gets picked up, there's no guarantee that the pilot will go past thirteen episodes. Well, Miranda is just this is idiotic. she's not thinking about any of this. She just She's just, she's having sex and that's all she can think about. I'm so irritated because these are professional writers. You know how the industry works. Do you know what (laughs) I mean? You know how the industry works. But they know that the rest of America doesn't. So they know that they can just pull the wool over. Well, no, no, you cannot pull the wool because enough of us know how the industry works. And I'm telling you, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That does not work like that. These writers... 
they yeah. think we're idiots. From, we're from not listening to that podcast. These writers, yeah, they they live in their own world. Well, and that's always been the argument of the show that the show is very much in this. It's for it's women white women mm-hmm. and gay men mm-hmm. and that that's who Those, writes the yeah. show and you can tell and you can still tell yeah even though they're trying to you know woke it up but from my understanding that they've hired some women of color to write for the show well that's good so but so that is what i'm very curious about is how they feel about because i feel like they they were interviewed for that podcast how they feel about all of these changes. Because it feels like a lot. Because I do know for that Diwali episode that they interviewed a woman who was Indian. Mm-hmm. About, because she talked about that. Being Indian and her family and Diwali and the traditions and all of that. And and so I, I would love to talk to them and say, do you, do you think this is a lot? Do you think this, like, don't you think that this is, do you think this is piling it on? Like, doesn't this seem like a lot to you? So... Well, I don't know. I don't, maybe they're just so thrilled to have a job. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what are our predictions for yes. the new season? For season two. Mm. Well, I agree with you that I think, and I, I, I will say that I always liked Aiden. I was an Aiden person because I would have always picked Aiden over Big. That was just me. That's my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I know Aiden's not right for Carrie. Um, but I think that Aiden will be around for a little bit, but then there'll be a reason why they're not. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of, I think it's going to be a lot of dating. And I think, I think it's going to be, I don't, I don't want to see this, but I think it's going to be a lot of like dating in your (laughs) fifties. And I don't know if it's not as fun as dating in your thirties. And I don't, I don't even want to say this because this is kind of gross and that you're my niece. (laughs) <laughs> but i feel like it might be a lot of like oh god oh god i don't want to say it i know like vaginal dryness <laughs> i'm glad you said it not me a lot of talk about lube and- yes yes i feel like it might be erectile dysfunction yes yes Lots yes. Of issues. Yes, I feel like it might be midlife. Do you know what I mean? Midlife crisis. <laughs> midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think it might I think be. You're right. Please, God, no! I don't need to see <laughs> that. I I feel like I've sat through enough uncomfortable stuff. But I think that's the audience. I mean, I don't know. I know you and me and all my friends watch it. Yeah, they yeah. all watch it, but you don't want to see that. That's the last thing no. you want to see. But I think we are probably more like their main demographic, even though there are younger people watching it. Yeah. So I don't know, but but you know, then again, that's. If you're going to be realistic and, you know, you can make some funny jokes out of that. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's not all of that, but Mm. I think, I think, I think it will be sort of what, you know, what is it like now being in her fifties, sort of having to do this dance again of being, you know, being naked with someone new again and being, um, being vulnerable and all yeah. of that. that I'm, that's what I think. I'm worried about what's going to happen to Steve. Oh, you know, because I, they're not going to get rid of him as he's going to be on the show. What are they going to do with him? Maybe he'll, maybe he'll meet someone mm. really not who appreciates him. Yeah. And then something, I'm sure the thing between Miranda and Che is going to, 
fall apart. Uh-huh. And then Miranda will want to go back to Steve. I feel like it's going to be like a lot of weird co-parenting awkwardness. Oh. Well, um, yeah, it could be that things fall apart with Che. You know what I bet you anything with Che? I bet you anything Che says, hey, I want to have an open relationship or I want to. She already told her, she said, we are in the end of this when she said, I'm coming to L.A. with mm -hmm. you. She said, well, you do realize we are not going to have a conventional relationship. And Miranda's just so giddy. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. okay." And then when she figures out what that means, I don't think she's going to be okay with it. So I think that L.A. is going to be a shit show. I think it's going to be really hard for Miranda. I think Miranda's going to realize it's really hard. And I think that the relationship's not going to be what it is. And I wonder if that she's going to come back to New York and be maybe like, oh, crap, I made a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. And Steve's in a new relationship with someone real nice, Mm -hmm. someone real, like, they have a great time and she's, and Miranda's out in the cold. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened to her before. Yeah, it's, it's possible. And then she learns a big lesson from it. I mean... If that could be it. And then maybe she and Steve re- reunite again. I don't know. Do we really want to see all of that again? Because we've seen this three times already. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a possibility. But I don't know. I mean, what is Charlotte going to do? Because, yeah. I mean, Charlotte's kind of limited. Well, if they're going to continue the storyline with Rock, Rock um, you know, that will be something. But yeah, and the other daughter, something's going to have to happen with the other. The other, the other daughter is too perfect, so something's going to have to happen with her. Well, I think the other daughter announces that she wants to have sex, so it's all going to be about like Lily's going to have sex. Lily wants to have sex. What, what did she already announce this? Or? Yeah, I saw. I think I saw a preview. I watched like oh. a preview of the second season. Oh, where is that? Oh, oh you could just watch it online. I need to find that. Yeah, she said something like, "I'm ready to have sex," and Charlotte's like, "Oh." Oh, that'll be uh, so, so that's, that'll that's be, her storyline. That's her whole thing. <laughs> and then, yeah, and Harry, he's very underutilized. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, he again. They've kind of made him into like a bumbling idiot too. So I mean, and that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty well, much it. And then you have well, you have all these friend characters. You know, yeah, Naya and um, LTW and Seema. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if, if they're going to develop them more. Well, I hope with Seema, we saw her last time dating that guy. Yeah, she has a I hot hope guy. I hope that hot guy is around. I hope Seema finds the girl great love. And... Well, and you remember Seema's? She could have a good storyline with you know her parents. She's Indian. Her parents mm-hmm. keep asking her, "When are you going to get married?" And she lied to them and yeah. told them she was dating some doctor Dennis. who doesn't exist. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe she gets engaged to that guy who is not Indian looked like he was uh maybe persian or middle eastern or something and then they're upset because he's not indian mm-hmm. that could be it she See, finally meets someone who's amazing this yeah. stuff <laughs> <laughs> she finally meets someone she really loves and is amazing and wonderful but he's not indian and so they don't approve yeah yeah that could be it so well, can't wait yeah can't i'm wait excited to find out. i'm glad kim control i feel like you know this is the toe that she's dipping back in yeah. like who knows what well, season three could well. be yeah, it could be her in front well. of a green screen and then you know who knows what the next season could be yeah closer and closer to getting her back there who knows well i'm so glad you're home for the summer layla because we can watch this all summer long yes yep <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't can't wait for that vaginal dryness <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, except Layla's is always gone, and I can't wait for her to come back. You know, I want to watch it like right when it comes out. Well, we didn't watch it together last time. I know. Well, you were in another state. Well, but. now that we have the podcast, Layla, we've got a schedule to keep, so we have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. If you want to come back and give us your your thoughts on the yeah. new season, we'll call it the Gen Z Corner. Yeah. You're you're always <laughs> welcome. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast this week. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and um, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and leave us some kind words. We really do appreciate it. Follow us on um, Cycle Eagle Pop on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and then tell a friend, tell two friends, tell 10 friends. We really do appreciate it. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesdays, we are doing our Sister Wives Rewind. We just finished season three and we are on to season four next week um, of Sister Wives. And then next week on Thursdays, we are starting our In Just Like That season two coverage. So we'll see you then. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye. Toodles. <laughs> 